Hey, welcome to our next installment of Covenant Conversations. It's the Monday after Thanksgiving. We're glad that uh, you're able to join us. It's November the 30th and the last day of November. And I'm sitting here with Jennifer Vance. Good morning. And Ethan Breeding. Hey there. Our web producer. <laughs> Extraordinaire. And, and we're here on this morning because this is the first day for Jennifer to officially be on our church staff as what? Uh, the Family Ministry Coordinator. Family Ministry Coordinator. And so we're really excited about that. Um, uh, we have asked her, we being me, uh, Larry, Chris, Chris, and Richard, um, our elders here, to just coordinate family ministry, uh, particularly to families with young children, also to moms, um, just in a, equipping people to disciple their own children. Is that the way you see it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm very much looking forward to it. I thought it'd be it. fun today just take a few minutes to get to know you because not everyone has had the opportunity to meet you and your family, learn a little bit about them, and then talk some about what you're going to be what you're going to be doing. Perfect way to spend a snowy morning. Yes, snowy. <laughs> and I'm just so glad you're here. You have been a, such an important part of our church for many years, um, practically from the beginning. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the things you'll be coordinating, um, you've helped us discover and you've been coordinating for years. And so it's just, a, I think, a very natural transition that the Lord has brought us to this moment. Absolutely. Yeah, mm -hmm. I agree. Um, tell us first of a little bit about your family. Um, well, I've been married to Brian for, oh gosh, now I have to do math. You were married um, in 1992, so I see So can you do here. the math faster than I can? That's a long time. 28 years. Yep. Um, and so, let's see. We met here in Cookville. Um, we say we got stuck here. Um, we actually made some choices to stay here, but those are another story. Um, and let's see, we have Allison, who is 21. Um, Abby, who is 19, and Sam, who will be 16 in just a couple of weeks. Don't you have some cats? We do. We have two cats. Um, Tuxy is our three-legged cat. And um, Cece, which is short for Cindy Clawford, because she has a big freckle on her lip like Cindy Crawford does, um, is our four-legged cat. There you go. <laughs> Why is your cat three-legged? Um, she had an accident when she was just a little kitten. Um, and we adopted her shortly after her surgery she, when she had to have a leg amputated. Oh. So. Well, that's sweet. So you went, uh, you met Brian at TTU. I did. And what were you studying there? I studied elementary education, the little double E is what we say, because, you know, tech is oh. a electrical engineering, it's the engineering school. Oh. So if you say you're a double E major at tech, yeah. then people say electrical engineering, but I was little double E. There you yeah. go. And so, uh, what does Brian do? Brian, is, he works for Cummins, um, mm -hmm. and he, I just say that he has an IT job because that's about what I understand of it, but he's a computer guy. Hmm. That's the short description. Yeah, that's great. And what about your children? What do they enjoy doing? Um, you know, we have really enjoyed spending a little bit of time together. We don't get to all be together, so I, mm -hmm. I hope they enjoy being together. Um, you know, that may be hit or miss, but... <laughs> we will note that Allison has served as uh, one of our ministry interns for how long, Ethan? Um, probably going on two years-ish. Oh, man. She's been great, too. Yeah, she is. I don't remember when she started, but she's been here for quite a bit and does great work. A civil engineering major at Tech. Yep. And what about Abby? 
Abby is a psychology major at UTC in Chattanooga. And Sam? Sam um, is into music. He is uh, He plays multiple brass instruments, um, particularly low brass, and he sings in the choir, and so he's all about the music. Oh, man. They are all just great kids, and I tell you, I've just, I always enjoy being around you guys. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I can tell you're, you're a, a good family and good friends, yeah. which thanks. is really, really important. Um, tell us about, uh, you just, you grew up, you were born in Saginaw, Michigan. Yep, like the Johnny Cash song. Oh, please don't sing it. And then, <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> and um, I read in your, um, prof- you made a profession of faith at, that at eight years of age. Right. Yeah, that's true. It was literally um, around a campfire. It was a summer camp mm. kind of a situation around a campfire, literally singing, um, oh, pass Kumbaya. it on. No, pass it on. Kumbaya. Pass it on. Okay. Pass it on. I love that. <laughs> it only takes a spark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's exciting. Eight year, do you remember where that was? Um, it was in Knoxville area. It was mm-hmm. a, a summer camp that my church put on. Yeah. Hmm. That's so good. Um, and tell me about uh, what does that mean to you? What's your faith in Jesus Christ mean to you? Oh, wow. That's a big question for well, a podcast, Let's Jonathan. just get started. Um, so, um, I, you know, it it's hope. It's um, grace. It's, you know, all those big words we talk about, but mm-hmm. trying to figure out what that means in daily life and, um, you know, living living day to day with purpose mm-hmm. and meaning and um, you know, impacts every area of, of who I am, and um, especially in times like like these times when nothing is certain, um, my faith and and in my Savior is, and nothing about Him changes, and so that's the security that allows me to get up every day and do the things that I do. Helps me keep perspective, I guess is the is the right word. Has it always been easy for you? Oh, no. No, I definitely had some times in my life when I've questioned that, um, come out on the other side of it, um, knowing that I don't know enough and probably never will, Hmm. Um, but settling with, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with um, knowing that, matter of fact, I'm almost better knowing that um, God is bigger than I will ever be able to fully understand here in this earth. Hmm. What do you say to parents whose children are struggling with questions of faith? You know, it just really depends on the age of the kid. There's a whole lot, um, you know, little kids ask um, simple questions and parents get overwhelmed with having to give a big theological response. And sometimes they just need an answer um, that's a simple answer. Their questions mm-hmm. are a lot more simple. As kids get older, their questions, um, kids' questions get harder. Mm-hmm. Um, get more real and I you know my best advice is to just be real with them if it's a struggle for you tell them mm-hmm. it's a struggle um, be transparent with your kids and um, I think that they will see the bedrock of the faith that you have um, and then hopefully be able to create their own bedrock and make mm-hmm. it their own is that true for older teens and college students too I, I think so. That's been my experience. I think even more so as they get older, it's important to just be as transparent as possible about things, not shoving it down their throat, but, you know, seeking opportunities. Um, I guess not really seeking an opportunity, not making an opportunity, but being um, willing to go there, mm-hmm. even if it's hard. Because some, some topics and, you know, I mean, Sam's just 16, but we 
the stuff that he talks about sometimes is not easy. Sometimes it is. Um, and so, you know, we'll just look for places and ways to speak about our faith and speak about what's true and, mm-hmm. um, you know, because the, the stories are true, as they say. I know that our boys, they want to know that we love them even if they have questions. Oh, yes. And the questions are not bad. The questions themselves are not bad. Um, and I always tell my kids that you, I might not have an answer to your question, um, but the quest, the questioning, we, we have a, our society seems to say that if you ask a question, it means that you um, don't have faith in something. Right. And I think that that is absolutely not true. I think that when you have faith, um, the questions strengthen your faith. And, mm. and so um, I, I encourage questions. Yeah. And an open dialogue, I think, is important. How will that perspective impact the way you help families disciple their own children? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm, I'm by no means perfect at this. So, you know, I, I, in, in the uh, vein of transparency, I guess, I, I just need to say that I don't do this perfectly. Um, I, don't, I don't know anyone who does. And so it's important, I think, to say that up front and say, yeah. you know, as I... As I reach out to these families, I'm not trying, my goal at, will not be to try to tell you how to do anything, mm-hmm. um, but to listen, um, mm-hmm. to walk alongside, mm-hmm. provide any support that folks might um, be searching for. And if I don't have the answers, I'm going to tell you I don't have the answer, mm-hmm. but I'm going to walk alongside with you as you try to find it. And that's what healthy families do. And we want our church, Covenant Church, to be a healthy family. That's right. We want to be a family that talk about our concerns and just love everybody through it, you know? And we have been for going on 10 years now, and I'm just, I'm excited um, for you to become, you know, as part of our our, our church staff officially, you know, and to uh, just expand the ministry that you already have in our community and particularly within our church fellowship. I know a big part of what your participation has been has also been your missional community, which, what missional community are you in and what do you think about it? Um, I have been a member of the Capshaw Missional Community. Mm-hmm. Um, Larry and Connie Taylor are the leaders of that group. and um, Love them. Yeah, they're pretty fantastic people. Connie makes the best chicken pot pie. Um, my preference is without lima beans, but that is debated heavily within our group. So, um, yeah. Oh, I think we're having that this week, actually. Excited for that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, maybe it'll be turkey pot pie this week. Oh, maybe. Depends. <laughs> How much turkey Connie has left over. <laughs> over turkey. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a great group. Just a really good, solid group. And y'all have had a lot of kids coming and go in your missional community. We have. We have, we have been very, very blessed to have um, several families come and be a really important part and then move on. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little hard to have little pieces of our heart all over the country, but that's what we have now. So I've watched your group love families well. Mm-hmm. I remember the Lordos when they uh, adopted their children, you know, the Russells coming in. I mean, it's just been beautiful to see um, that lived out within your missional community. That's what we want to be. Yeah, we have been very blessed to have be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let's talk a little bit about your responsibilities as family ministry coordinator. One of them is to assist missional communities to disciple children and families well in there. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it can be a challenge having, you know, um, having a group of people together with a broad age group. Age group. And so, um, you know, just 
looking forward to um, determining what the needs are in mm-hmm. individual groups and and just working to provide some support to make that a little bit easier. Um, just a broad, I mean, I know that generational thing is important to us that we worship across generations with yes. our church. That's a big right. covenant thing. And so right. just any way that I can um, support the individual groups to meet the individual needs and those fluctuate all the time. So mm-hmm. looking forward to meeting more of the individual groups. I'm, I'm more familiar with mine, but I'm looking forward to getting ready to know some of the other groups yeah. as well. I think it's been great. You know, I've always, um, you and your family just very uh, approachable accessible and I think people are going to find you to be a wonderful resource for that. I hope so. You know how they disciple kids in their homes but you know all of our missional communities most of them all meet in homes Mm -hmm. and how do they do that well in their weekly meetings or seasonal gatherings. Um, Also a Sunday morning when we come together and we've had some real challenges um, in that this year. Yes sir. COVID makes everything a challenge. Yes, <laughs> and an opportunity. That's right. right. That's right. So the Lord will not give us more than we can handle. But, you know, I think it's been great. We've been doing some more, um, our story time on Sunday morning. Uh, have, tell us a little bit about how that's structured. Um, it, we have just left it very loose. So we have we have put together, Ethan and I put together a list of stories that are in the Jesus Storybook Bible that mm-hmm. we have. A, they're not unfamiliar stories, but they're just a list. And so if you are... One of our volunteers, you just can look at that list. There's a couple of activities that you could choose to do with the kids that go along with that. And then there's a list of just general activities. And honestly, the kids um, know their favorites already. And they they jump in and tell you what they want to play and what games they want to do. And um, so they're going to help you be able to get through just the kind of structure. But there's just a simple story time and some directed play to kind of lean back to the story. Basically, it's very loose. And where does that take place? Um, we meet in the gym. So as soon as we, as soon as we do the breakout for the small group prayer time, um, the kids kind of shuffle that way. And um, I will be working to try to with Ethan to try to get some um, regular volunteers in there. And um, given some of our our families that have covered that for the last little mm-hmm. bit, mm-hmm. A, a little bit of a break, um, just to be able to get some. Um, support those families in a in a better way yeah and our volunteers they've had background checks yes. correct they've also been uh, gone through some training in our child protection policies correct and so we're you know we're careful about that but we do need more volunteers I've noticed over the last month or so we've our shift has been a little more to people joining and gathering with us by zoom that's right but we're still having kids in person. How many volunteers do we need each week, Ethan? Three is the best because um, a lot of our kids are at the age where um, they need to start going to the restroom. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it easier. And it abides by our policy of -hmm. of having two folks with children at all times. Mm -hmm. And so um, three is our ideal number. Two, we can make work. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And we usually have an average of uh, what Jennifer five ish kids? I would say that's a pretty good guess. Yeah. Yeah, and, close. and, and a, like I said, a bunch online, and a lot of them choose to sit with their parents in the in the auditorium, and so and then we always encourage that. 
Jennifer, I remember um, this is pre-COVID, but we talked about kindergarten being a transition year. Yeah, absolutely. So by the time um, kids are, are kindergarten age, first of all, they will have worked through, if they've been with us since mm -hmm. birth, they will have worked through most of the curriculum. So we're on, we have a three-year rotating curriculum. So by the time they're you know, five-ish, they mm -hmm. will have gone through that enough that they should sort of remember most of those stories. Um, and then they're developmentally at the, at the stage where they can actually have the ability a little bit more to be able to sit in the service. And mm -hmm. so um, that way they can, up until that point, it's, you know, their, their attention span, their wiggles kind of start after 15, 20 minutes, you know, right. so to give them a little bit of, of wiggle room. By the time they get to be kindergarten, they're doing some of the longer sitting, longer attention span. Um, and so we, we kind of switch them a little bit over to the little activity boxes. Mm -hmm. Um, so they have something to do that's focused on a lot of times um, what's going on in the topic of the sermon um, or the liturgical calendar. Um, so just some little activities to keep them busy, but still have them involved in the worship. They can sing, they can pray with the small groups, they can do those kinds of things as well and get them involved and teach them the, just the, I don't know, the um, pattern of worship right. that we have as a fellowship mm -hmm. together. One tool we have implemented during the pandemic has been the kids' activity bags. Ethan, what are in those bags? There's some blank notebook paper so they can just draw and be creative. Um, there is usually some coloring sheets that try and go along with um, what we're talking about on Sunday morning. There's some, you know, um, cars or a little doll or a Rubik's Cube or just some knickknacks that yeah. uh, kids can play with while they're listening. And every kid has their own personalized bag, and they can pick those up as they come in. We leave those at the uh, at the school. They're on a table as you come in. I think that's handy, and we have plenty of room to spread out. One thing I like about meeting in an auditorium, first of all, it gives everybody space so we can all sing and spread out, you know, respect each other's uh, personal space in terms of uh, – COVID and all that stuff, but yes. also I think it's a little less formal and kids can kind of be kids and mm -hmm. we set up that stuff in the back. What's back there? I know that there are a couple of rocking chairs. There are some kind of quieter toys, some soft toys. There's a, a nice little covered area on the ground. There's a table so that they can color um, and some, some just general little um, things that they take, the things from their bag. They've got their own things that they can take back there and color so it's not shared um, and you know it's, it's just a good place where they can kind of come and go mm -hmm. um, without too much interruption. Yeah. So we've had to meet some challenges on Sunday morning. We've also had to meet some challenges at Northside and change the way we've done things there. Ethan, how is our ministry to children different at Northside? Because we can't have kids club. Yeah, we're mostly, um, we see them, we try to see them every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon. And then we've had a huge um, need for some folks with uh, their online work. They've chosen to do the virtual learning path, and they just need some help. And so I know Allison and Hunter and Glenda have been out there um, really helping with homework. And uh, and then also some of our children come help us minister to other children. So we're kind of um, doing a both ones there. How do they help? Oh, they pull the snack wagon. They, um, they love to be the door knocker. Um, and they just kind of help keep our spirits up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love kids helping out. It's been great. 
And I think, Jennifer, you're going to be a real asset to homework help because tell us a little bit about your uh, the position you just left with the school system. Um, I was a the library assistant at Prescott South Middle School, and one of my one of the parts of that job was to provide some technical support. So I'm familiar with the Chromebooks that the kids uh, are assigned from the schools, and um, and the software that they use to have their assignments and that sort of thing can help the kids navigate that a little bit. Yeah, one thing we've really noticed is technology is an issue for families, and particularly families where English is a second language. It's been very difficult, and so I'm just looking forward to having you as a resource out there to helping us help kids better. Looking forward to it, very mm -hmm. much. It's gonna be really good, and that's Tuesdays and Thursdays. We're always looking for people who would like to help with a snack wagon or with homework help or, or whatever. Um, well, one more issue I thought, um, not issue, but area that uh, I really look forward to you helping us meet a need, I think, is to network moms, particularly moms of young children. We have so many of those. It's always easy to become a little isolated with the young family, but particularly in this day and age, it Absolutely. is a challenge. What are some ideas you have for overcoming that challenge? Well, the first thing that I want to do is just touch base with everybody and get to meet everybody, give everybody a chance to um, just kind of meet me, ask me any questions, voice any concerns or ways that they feel like they need support. So um, I will be contacting folks in the days ahead, um, not to, don't, don't think of me as a, um, you know, a salesperson calling nope. <laughs> and spamming you, but I really just want to connect with you. So be thinking, if you're listening to this podcast, be thinking about the ways that I could support your family, um, mm -hmm. things that, that you might have questions about. But m even more than that, Jonathan and I just talked this morning even about just getting moms together at some point just to give a little breather for the mm -hmm. holiday season. I know the holiday season is crazy. So just kind of, I'll be talking with you more about that individually, seeing yeah. what needs are there and um, going from there. Yeah, I mean, we've had Brotherhood Breakfast for years on Tuesday mornings. It's just great. We're online uh, right now during the holiday time. But it's really working out well, and we've had some breakfast, a breakfast for dads of preschoolers, another one of those coming up. And so um, I think it's important for families to, to network with families, parents of all ages, but of certain ages, because you kind of, you learn from that. But in each of these gatherings, we have intergenerational. So we have young dads, we have grandparents, even great grandparents. I love and so that. you just get this broader perspective on, on what you're dealing with. And, and talking about it. I think that's so, so very helpful. Yeah, and I think that um, I know when you guys did went to um, online for your um, Tuesday mornings with the guys, um, Melinda Johnson mentioned that she was able to overhear some of that, and she mentioned that that might be a fun thing to do with the ladies too. So oh, yeah. we'll, we'll evaluate, we'll not evaluate, we will, we will think about how to put that into place. How's right. that? Mm -hmm. I look back a few years ago, we had like a ladies' lunch on Mondays. You know, that's something you could do online. Absolutely. We're just going to be creative with it. Um, like you're listening to this podcast. We weren't doing these even a month or so ago. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to use Zoom six months ago. Now we're on it a lot. And so, and these are things, of, these are tools that I think we'll keep using long after the pandemic subsides, right? Very much so. Um, another tool is this Jesse tree. We kind of, you, you rolled that out yesterday. I'm unfamiliar with it. Tell us a little bit about it. So the Jesse tree is basically a way to trace the heritage of Jesus and a, and a way to do a daily 
um, activity with your family as you celebrate Advent. And it's um, when we did the meeting um, last night on the Zoom, one of the things that I told the kids that it, is that it's an active waiting for um, the morning of Christmas the, and the birth of Christ. Mm-hmm. And we have the kits available. Absolutely. So, And I would be happy to get you a kit if you don't have one. Just contact me. Um, I'm sure that um, my email will be on newsletter this week. It's right. jennifer at covenantcookville.org. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will be glad to get you a kit if you don't have one already. Hey, leave us with a parting, just a, uh, a word of encouragement. A word of encouragement. Yeah. My goodness. Um, Maybe something from Scripture, just a thought. Maybe just uh, just some, something. Let's, let's give some people some encouragement. Um, well, I guess we were just talking about, you know, when I'm, uh, my little bio, which most po- folks have probably already seen or heard mm-hmm. about, but that little um, that little phrase that's in Ephesians one that says that um, you can be to the praise of His glory. When that when I first read that um, that phrase just popped out at me. It didn't say to um, do anything except be mm-hmm. who He created you to be for His glory. And I think that that thought in this season, particularly with COVID, um, is that he's created you to be who he's created you to be for his glory. And so um, that gives me great encouragement, and maybe it'll give somebody else encouragement this morning as well. It does. That's so beautiful. We just love you and your family. You guys are such a blessing, and I'm glad we're all in this together. So, Ethan, until next time, here we are. We'll see you next time.